Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Creatives Chat, episode 35, featuring Jesse Marshall. Join us as we chat about who knows what. Our show shall begin now. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel and Learn to play jazz piano like a pro by a pro with Jazz Piano Pro Essentials at JazzPianoPro.com Hello and welcome to another edition of Creatives Chat. Hello, I'm Rusty. I'm Peter. And Peter, tell our viewers who we have lined up on our show today. Oh, Rusty, I'm super excited to have on this entrepreneur, this creative spirit. He truly is starting a revolutionary project here in Seattle. And on top of that, he's one of the most passionate and heartfelt people I've gotten the chance to meet. He's a real one. I'm excited to introduce the Creative Chats audience to Jesse Marshall. Again, you may know him from our Raise the Cake fundraiser and My Sweet Little Cakes. So let's chat with Jesse. Yes, I am excited to hear all about this. I'm going to be in the back taking notes. In the meantime, everybody, here's Jesse. Oh, welcome, Jesse. I'm so excited to have you on Creative's Chat. How have you been, man? I'm great. I'm doing well. Thanks. Well, I know the last time we got to chat was during a little fundraiser for My Sweet Little Cakes, but what have you been up to since the lockdowns continued and kind of been going on for almost a year now? <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I, uh, I've been busy. You know, I keep, uh, keep the wheels spinning and um, kind of came up with a new concept, uh, an idea, and uh, have kind of turned that into a new small business we just launched. No way. Okay, so one of the things that I've really became quickly like enamored by is the fact that you have this entrepreneurial just go get it mentality. So why don't you explain the new project for the listeners? Yeah, well, um, well, first of all, I just want to say with my sweet little cakes, um, we're still we're still alive. You know, there's no <laughs> park. We're just kind of um, putting everything on ice and laying low and trying to wait out the storm, uh, so to speak. Um, with the pandemic, because as you well know, most of what we do is catering. And so oh. you know, 90% of our business are now work from home. So they're not having the same kind of gatherings and functions as they were, as they once were. So, um, but we're still, we're still there. So I'm not, I'm not trying to hang it up. <laughs> but um, as far as, you know, more current projects, uh, cash box amenity or cache box amenity um, is my new project. It's essentially, um, I call it high-end, amenity machines and all they showcase are local um local talent so local shelf stable products from you know from ethan stole pasta to uh salami by salumi to theo's chocolates seattle chocolates joe's chocolates john boy caramel i mean the list goes on um and what i wanted to do was create a space where local um recognizable farmers market quality uh, shelf-stable food items could still be sold and still reach their intended uh, market and audience, which is, you know, residents of, of Seattle. And so um, the idea came to me and I, you know, it just quickly gained steam. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, 
you know, start working with a really cool designer, uh, formerly of Dope Magazine, and just had some great resources, um, local resources of folks that wanted to kind of jump in and, and help creatively. And, you know, it came together quickly. So um, these machines, the cash box machines can be found in uh, downtown apartment and central district apartment lobbies. Most of them are, you know, security controlled, uh, uh, lobbies just because the items that we have in here are, you know, they're great items. We have, you know, smoked salmon and uh, spreadable cheeses and, you know, you can do like a whole little charcuterie set if you wanted what? to. Pretty cool. And then, oh, I failed to mention that um, that's half the, the three quarters of the machine. The other quarter of the machine is just daily essential items. So like what would you oh, need wow. on a on a quick trip to the store, you know, and how much of that um, could be found local. So, you know, everyone's wearing masks. So um, outdoor research is a local Northwest, you know, cornerstone. And so we were able to get their masks and sell them in the machine. You know, we're doing these shows from REI, you know, convenience items like batteries, um, uh, hair products, you know, daily essential items like uh, you know, there's a, a company called uh, Handmade and LaConnor. Now, Handmade and LaConnor, they are, you know, I want to, they're kind of boutique, but they do, you know, beauty products, they do uh, healthcare skin, they do home, like uh, dish pods, uh, washing detergent, and stuff like that. All natural, super mm -hmm. high end, uh, high quality ingredients. And so some of these names that are, you know, known throughout the Northwest will now be available uh, from the comforts of you know, Seattleites lobbies coming soon. That's wild. Yo, that's so cool because you really did just eliminate one of the biggest issues that most people have right now with the pandemic and that's leaving their home. Right. And that was, you know, it was kind of just like my answer to that call. You know, if you're hearing this public outcry for, you know, social distancing, which we all love, right? But um it's 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 harder to get at things in 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 Harder than that is that it's harder for the marketers, the Seattle-based businesses, the small businesses to get their stuff into people's hands. I mean, they, yeah. they, they have this merchandise they need to keep putting out and putting out. And like the fact that you can't get to them sucks. Yeah, you can't get your chocolates. But the fact that they can't get those chocolates to you presents from one angle an even bigger problem because that's an entire livelihood, um, yeah. an entire dream, an entire passion that's been invested for who knows how many years that's now um, hanging in the balance. And so this just it felt like a win-win. You know, it gave um, us the opportunity to curate items that we thought were amazing from all around the Northwest. It gave Northwest businesses a chance to get right back into the, the heart where they should be, you know, center stage. And it also, I think as an, as an amenity, it's a great thing for properties because they're actually getting to connect with these like high-end farmers markets and, and, and keep their buildings safe at the same time. So we do things like we have UV lights inside of the machines. So UV lights, they're germicidal. Yeah. They're known to just wipe out COVID. So anything that's falling out of that machine has been doused in a, <laughs> in a germicidal UV light um, just prior to buying it. Um, we have uh, card touchless pay options. So if you have Google Pay or Apple Pay, you can just walk up, walk up and boop, and you know. And then within the machines, of course, we have you know, sandy pads, bleach strip, bleach pads, hand sanitizer, you know, all the things that you would want to stay safe and healthy. And so the idea is that if we can even you know cut off a few cases from coming into a building, that could save significant numbers of people, significant time and, and improve their health and overall just be kind of looking out for them. That's 
That's amazing. And I think this is one of the reasons why, you know, instantly when I just heard about your story and just kind of like your upbringing, just like really just the from the hustle mentality to just the creative entrepreneurship mindset. I think this is one revolutionary concept that's a huge pivot. And I guess I just want to know, like, how your brain works. Like, how did you come to this understanding of just like, I want to do something new. Let's go ahead and revolutionize the way that, you know, local small businesses get their products to the people. Like, that <laughs> just seems to come out of nowhere. I love it. Well, it's just one of those things. Necessity is the mother of invention. And, I mean, you know, we get to this point sometimes where we literally, you know, we don't have a choice but to think of something else, you know, um, with Sweet Cakes. We were, um, we have been doing this ongoing GoFundMe. Um, shout out Kuina Sudarth for uh, setting that up and taking the reins this entire time. I, I love you for that, thank you. Um, and, you know, we just, you know, we just had to do something, you know? I had to think, and when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> I had to think something, you know? And so I remember the night I was just literally up, just kind of um, just, scanning the scanning the the internet and all like the um i was looking at ebay i was looking at OfferUp, i was looking at craigslist and i came across these uh six just look new uh vending machines now up until that minute i never had any specific interest in opening up a vending machine company um I just hadn't thought outside of the box with it. You know, I'd always thought vending machines, Snickers, Cokes, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, I've heard they make money, but I never, I never knew and I never uh, had any passion to explore. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I saw these machines and I was just looking at them and I remember opening it up and looking at each photo and being like, well, what if one of these could pass under the radar into one of these amazing lobbies? of uh, condos. I immediately thought hotels. I immediately thought condos. I immediately thought of luxury apartments. And I was like, what if they would let us have one? Now, as a, as a former um, concierge, I worked in hospitality for almost 10 years. Um, I happen to know that they don't allow vending machines into hotel condo lobbies. They have HOAs. Mm -hmm. No way. We, we put way too much work into this lobby, into the aesthetics of this, to have some junky machine spill and pop and all that all over our lobby. So so the idea already on its face kind of has a, a I don't want to say a black eye, but there's a place for vending machines in the, mm -hmm. in the minds, uh, in the minds of most of the public, you know, it's in a, it's in a stadium, it's in a high school, it's in a, a certain area, you know, a sports club, something like that, but not in a, in a main, like a nice lobby, you know, it, it kind of, it would dumb down the aesthetic in many ways. So I had to be sure to make, you know, just double sure that everything we were doing um, had a purpose and was a cut above so um, that's kind of the approach we took. You know, yeah. um, I knew from the beginning that these would be uh, these would be amenities that once people learned what they were and got to enjoy them, um, I see no reason why they wouldn't continue to come back. You know, what we've done is we've, and I say we've, when I say this, I mean working in collaboration with over 35 local small businesses, um, we've come to a, a fair price that we can deliver these things, these items to the consumer, to the residents um, for virtually no sticker markup. So what that means is there's no shipping, there's no delivery, and it's just as convenient as, you know, hopping in your elevator, going down to floor one and, or your amenity room and grabbing the snacks you need. You know? Wow. So. Well, that's huge. And I think that's one of the things right there is 
there's been what i think throughout this pandemic we've lost more than 60 percent of like local small businesses all throughout the country it's a wave, and it's, it's, it's a shocking wave every every other day i saw one of my friends say that's it you know um, wow uh, yeah it's well this is it's a great opportunity and i think that's the thing right there is when you're not given an opportunity in life, you have to make it. And I think that's, it's very much a hand in hand process where, you know, the creative expression and the dreamer concept is that you have to really want something more to get something more. So to me, I mean, I think anyone could have just seen those vending machines and dismissed it, but you see something that I like to say as, you know, a true optimist or a true doer uh, in in certain aspects of like how you see the world. And I guess the biggest thing is where you see In one case, many see just a regular vending machine. You saw an opportunity. And I'm just very curious, like 35 local businesses is quite the network. How did that really kind of like snowball and kind of come together? Thank you. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, oddly enough, (laughs) that was the easiest part of the whole. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like, okay, so, you know, of course, when you're when you're cold calling, like, Ethan Stoll, for instance, or when you're cold calling, you know, some of the, you know, some of these people I had some background with just because of my years of service as a concierge, right? Um, yeah. But some of them, many of them didn't, I've never met, and I uh, have never had the fortune of meeting, and I know all about what they do. So everybody who I brought in were, like, mine and my small team's favorites, like our picks, like, man, we want to try this, we want to try that. And, like, out of, like, 36 I think 37 vendors that we reached out to I think that we are we have those first 35 it was all yes 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 see everybody wanted to yeah. be from it because it's a collaboration and it's something that um you know it, it just goes to show the heart of the city and the um the willingness of these you know like I call them cornerstone um uh marketers and store owners to collaborate to try to get people their food. They love you guys. They love Seattle. They love the residents. They want to get your, you their stuff. And so the idea is that somebody will go down there, they'll try some John Boy Caramel, and then they'll order up a whole case. Or they'll go, hey, this is a local Seattle treat. Why not, you know, send this to one of our friends in a gift box? Or, you know, there'll be different options and ways that, you know, uh, people can get a hold of these things that uh, just wasn't there or wasn't as present uh, just prior to COVID. So I, you know, one of the things that the good things that's come out of this is, you know, you know, when I felt that pressure on me um, to, you know, with sweet cakes, you know, I want to do something else I want, but I was like, mm. to jump into my own new small business, personally doing another product felt like, it felt like a limited venture because really mm. what I wanted to do was I wanted to, right now the town needs love, man. These small businesses, they need love. Like they're not, they're too proud to beg. They're too proud to beg, but they need help. Mm. Like with sweet cakes, it's the same thing. It's hard. It's hard to, to, to tell people like, hey, support us. Like we've, we've put our life into this and we're the best. You know, it's not, <laughs> you know, we are buy my little cookie. You know, it's like, no, this is actually a great product that everyone should try. So, you know, yeah. that's the idea. Working with the vendors was easy. I just, I got on the phone. Um, I introduced myself. I told them who I was. I told them a little bit about my background. And I asked them to tell me their story. And most of those conversations lasted an hour, you know, wow. where I just got to sit there in each. And after the second or third call, 
man, it put a lump in my throat because it was like talking to me. It was like somebody called me on the phone with sweet cakes and wanted to know, like, tell me your story. Tell me your blood, sweat, and tears. Tell me, like, they all had the same passion and you could feel it. You can hear it when they talk about where they source their ingredients from, you know, why their product is the best. I mean, they're not even, they're not even trying to sell themselves. This is who they are, you know? And um, so getting to be a part of that, it just like, it just overshadowed any like individual project I could have ever wanted to work on. And it like, it sparked a passion in me to, um, to help uh, be a a conduit or an avenue for these folks to get some more sales. I don't know how many, I don't care. I wanna just be there to help push and promote this town. I was raised here. I've been here my whole life. I grew up, you know, around town, downtown, you know, everybody knew me. And so just to be a part of a project that could give back in this way, um, I'm actually humbled to be the, the person that gets to go and give this to people, you know, because it's not me. I'm just, I'm just the box, you know, but these folks, man, they are, uh, they're the heart and soul of this town. So make sure if you guys, if you have an HOA or if you have a, a, a residential manager or if you see an opportunity where one of these machines might do well, be sure to reach out. You know, it's really as easy as jumping on our website or finding us on Instagram. Oh yeah, and I think that's one of the things where I wanna bring it back to. You talk about that concept of, you know, people need love right now. And I think what you've done is really create an outlet for light you know, for love, for unity, for community to really shine through. And I really do see this as a potential future of what we call, you know, the vending machine, you know, having, I like how you put it, the amenity box, because it's, because it's one of those aspects where it's like, amenity box, yes, yes, exactly, because it's like, it brings you to that point where, yeah, I could see this replacing, and I don't mean to like fully replace, but I mean, I think this could be a great benefit to farmers markets, not just Seattle, but any city that has local artists, you know, and local creations that are struggling right now. Like I could literally see this being a new model for the future. And this is why, this is why, you know, I respect the realness of you, Jesse, is because you're, you're creating something that has real potential out here. And it's really important for, you know, listeners, viewers, support your local businesses. And this is like the easiest way possible. People want to end the Amazon big monopolies. It's like, all right, then bring it to your door. And that's the opportunity that I see where I'm like, man, you really do have a coalition of some great, amazing local artists, or I could say local products. And yeah, I mean, they are artists with how much love they're putting in their own. Hey, if anybody sweats that hard for their craft, they're an artist. Right? Well, I think it's funny that you said that, you know, I felt like I was talking to me and that lump was in the throat because when you do have something that you really see as your vision and your purpose and you put your heart and soul into it, it transcends just a basic commodity. And that's why I think the amenity is the perfect word for it. <laughs> yeah, we really, we really work hard even in all of our contractual agreements to uh, the verbiage is important, like what we're being referred to, because we are, we mm. are something different, you know, it's like, it's like calling a, 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 a Lamborghini a, a Fiero or a Miata. I mean, they look the same. They're both a car technically from the outside of the shell, Mike, but what's, what's inside of them, what's under the hood 
is completely different. And so mm. I'm doing uh, my best. And I think that it's it's kind of once once people, oh, they get it, bing, the light bulb goes out. It's not a vending machine anymore. Like this is different. You know, when you can go down here and you can get your mask, your hand sanity, you can get household products. You can also get enough food to sustain yourself. Like if there was a company coming over, there's some salmon plates, there's some salami slices, there's some cheese and crackers, there's some candy and some little fruits and, you know, um, jerkies and there's pho. I mean, you can get pho out of this machine. What? Yeah, minis. <laughs> Pike Place Market Classic. Yeah. Dude, and see, right there is, that's magic. You know, I think that's like a modern day miracle where you can really put the technology to its full advantage. And that is giving everyone a really genuine hometown experience. Yeah. That's, that's wild. That's like, that's wild. Farmer's Market, a little, a little 35 booth farmer's market right in your lobby. That's so cool. Well, in terms of the kind of how this project's evolving, what are the next steps? Good question. Well, right now it's a matter of managing the flow. Um, mm -hmm. Since we started, we've only been out for, I guess, since New Year's Eve. And, oh, wow. you know, already I'm getting organic interest. So uh, mainly from more from properties, you know, mm. contractors and um, architect firms and, you know, people are somehow seeing it and quit calling and saying, what are the measurements of these? Like, we may be interested in this. So um, my goal is to get um, as many SKUs as possible. And by SKUs, I just mean as many different products and items and work with as, as many vendors as we possibly can. Now, um, to what degree and to when we could actually purchase from them, it, it, you know, we're working right now to find out, to understand that. But we want to offer our, our residents, our properties that we're going to be placed at, a long list of options. So if they would like to be added to that list of options for future you know, purchase, Absolutely, because what we want to do is we want to give people what they want. And so if, mm. you know, if we can, if we can add 100 SKUs and we can only fit 35, great. You know, that means that there's uh, all those other uh, potentials and possibilities, uh, like a shopping list for our future clients, our future placement. So people yeah, yeah. Can, uh, choose what they, what they want to see in their machine. How do you find the time in the day? to coordinate and plan and, and, you know, really execute all these ideas, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that's almost like a whole nother story. I mean, it's, it's a dedication, you know, you, you have to, uh, you have to give up other things. Mm. You have to give up other things. And uh, so that's what it's been, you know, it's been that dedication, that, uh, that thing that says, you know, you know, you, I would, I was 13, I was 14, I was 15, and I, I knew what a park bench felt like, you know. I slept outside, yeah. I was a kid that lived in the streets. And so there's something when you, I mean, I say the same thing, I, I meet people sometimes from other countries that don't have it so well, and we relate immediately, you know. They're like, I came from the dirt. I'm like, I came from the dirt. They're like, I know what you mean, you know. Um, seeds grow from the dirt, you know. Um, and so it's just, it, it's like, I was that kid like downtown, looking up and saying someday i'm gonna run this down people being like shut up dude no you're not go back to sleep you know like someday you know i've been dreaming the same things like big since i was since i could remember and so um that's what keeps me up you know is just that drive because um i i know i, I remember what hunger feels like you know and so i just like i always wanted to um to just have a foundation of some kind. So I just never stopped working. And now it's been, now it's my passion. You know, um, I, you know, yeah. I don't see my friends and my family as much, you know, dating sucks, but I got this new puppy though. I got my new, my new puppy Astro. 
So uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I think right there is the testament to your character in that sense where it's, you know, that dedication and drive where it's where there's a will, there's a way. And it's that concept of really manifesting what it is you want. And right there is, again, you know, I really hope that, you know, the listeners can take away from everything you've said thus far is just put yourself out there. Like anybody could have just glanced over the machines rather than actually taking another look at it and really digging deeper and just calling these businesses. Like, I can't tell you how many times in my own life until I really learned the lesson, I sold myself short. I cut my own opportunities out from not getting out there. And I think that's one thing that everyone can always do is like the universe will reward you with that opportunity when you act courageously to really just get put yourself in the position for a yes or no and see what happens. Seriously, that's that's a huge part of it. It's just getting used to um, just getting used to dedicating yourself fully. And that's one part of it that we don't really understand. Like we 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 mm. hear about work life balance, which is is a is a great way to tread water from you know, unless you've been given something, some step that can get you up. You know, um, work life balance for me has been a great way to tread water, is to stay right at a certain particular point and and never advance. And so, you know, I don't I I've I've it's it's a sacrifice. That's all I'm saying. It's a sacrifice. On top of the sacrifice of the work, you're sacrificing what else you would be doing and other relationships you'd be building and other, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like pro diving. You know, these old guys, you know, they used to dive down there and come up with something, you know, something pretty. And, but after years and years and years, you know, they go down there, you know, the water pressure, your eardrums get shot, you know, pretty soon you have bad hearing. It's just like, it takes a toll. The pressure takes a toll. So you have to be sure to come up for air. And that's one of the things like I've been working on, you know, I've just been like, like last summer was like, I finally took some time off after I think like eight years of just like, go, 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 you know, um, not counting the days, not counting the weekends that I worked straight through seven days a week, you know, like stopped mattering. It stopped, you know, it didn't matter anymore. It was just part of the, the flow. And so now I'm more aware of it. And with this project, you know, getting to kind of like shine the light on another, on other businesses and getting to think about other businesses. I mean, I've been writing, you know, our Instagram is exciting. You go on there and there's all these bios that uh, we've written from interviewing all these different, you know, Seattle and those will continue to, to come out, you know, um, because our, what we're trying to do here is showcase uh, these, put the attention where it belongs. And the fact that, you know, I'm not doing mm. for a while and it's not the bow tie with the hat or I'm not doing, you know, it's not born poet with the microphone. No one's really looking at me and everyone's, you know, the attention's being directed at this, where it should be at these Seattle businesses that are, um, that are uh, in a position of like, of, of distribution now in a space where they, they weren't yesterday or last week. So I think that's exciting. Oh yeah, definitely. And it comes back to that point too, where it's anytime you find that you get a bunch of people, creatives, art, like whatever you want to call it, when you get people that it's that like attracts like when everyone's in that same intention and purpose and everyone has that same level of passion that's just master class level this is where real magical things can happen and the way i see it right now again is you know i said it earlier this is a revolutionary concept and i i wish you the best with it because honestly it sounds so dope but i I could see it in gaming stadium, like game stadiums. Think about it, like Seahawk, like Cent- I don't know what it's going to be called. I'm sure it's not CenturyLink anymore. It got sold, but like, you know, see it at the arena, see it at Safeco or T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, and it's the sense that you have a 
it's like Buckminster Fuller, right? Anytime you want to create a new system, it just has to be efficient enough where the old one's going to go obsolete. I do see this changing the game for how food and how really just like consumer boutique items get put into the user's hands or in the consumer's mouths. <laughs> uh, let's hope. Let's hope. You know, like that's uh, that's the idea. And um, I would love that. I'd love this to be a regional approach. You know, right now we're in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. but there are many other uh, regions across the country, across the globe that have, you know, local specific top shelf, shelf stable products and small businesses that are that are hurting. So the idea would be that Seattle would be, you know, the pilot for a much larger, mm. you know, idea so that we can continue this on, you know, state by state, region by region, and um, hopefully, you know, cover the country eventually and, you know, have a new way of reaching uh, direct to consumer, direct to uh, so these folks that are producing these items. Well, it's a future, like the way I see it is getting it's that forward progressive, you know, insights that you have that you're able to tap into from the universal waves because if we think about it this is the way that i see at least how you can really compete with all the big conglomerates and these giant superstores that we now see sometimes have to close you know the easiest way to make sure that you're never going to lose a strain of market is to always have a market that's at your you're like i guess you'd say your consumer's door <laughs> yeah it comes back to the concept of love. And I think that's, it stands out to me still because when you said, you know, these companies need love, you know, like these businesses need love. This is how I see the future developing is really trying to increase the humanity behind everything that we do in society and the way that we can consume products and the way that we can really support businesses for me, I feel like is this opportunity to escape the old systems and enter into a new era of love by having the direct to consumer market by eliminating the middleman of like the amazons that have destroyed so many businesses so the future really does i think hold a huge opportunity for something like this so you know i just i just want to remain committed to community is the number one thing i want to make sure that you know that we are locally uh based that we are locally supported um there's you know one of the cool parts about our model is there's no shipping involved for us we mm. you know it's either picked up or dropped off it's negotiated between us and these companies it's, it's like it's very wow. old school. you know like all these like very famously seattle companies are like you can just come and pick it up at my door you know like these are, <laughs> wow like these are real small businesses that have like expanded you know and they're willing to go that extra mile that extra mile mm. for us to get the product to them without the markup and that's like that's huge that's huge or if, if there is one it's just it's it's negatable it's just like something so small because we had to cover some expense of packaging or something like that to make it make sense right but um mm -hmm. that's um that's really cool you know i think that as long as that's our our mantra you know always local always fresh and committed to community i think those are very powerful uh powerful powerful ideologies you know um they're say sound simple but it's, it's so easy to just hop on, you know, even for me nowadays, just to hop on, you know, who knows what and just buy something from who knows where because it's a great deal and just not take that extra step to go and find some chocolate or find some, you know, some, some other items that are locally based, right? But when it's, if it was right there for me, I don't see why I wouldn't do it, especially if it actually tastes better, the quality is actually better. There's no, mm. there's no reason why not. I love that. It the one thing that highlights and sticks out for me, I guess, is that commitment to community. I guess the real question I have, 
What makes you so inspired to serving this Pacific Northwest Seattle community? I grew up here my whole life, you know? Um, it'd probably be bragging to say that nobody knows the city better than I do. And I can't say that anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I can't say that anymore. But growing up, downtown was my backyard. Fourth and Pine. My parents met on Third and Pine, where the McDonald's is, you know, 40 years ago was Orange Julius. I was born at Virginia Mason. My mom's worked downtown, so I was downtown every day. Um, I you know, ran through the Pikes Place Market, climbed up fire escapes, knew every back alley, every you know, little spot, little hole in the wall spot um, in this town. I mean, as a young, young teenager, that's how I grew up. And not a lot of kids my age grew up like that downtown. You know, there are a few, but we were the, I was the young generation coming up. And so, you know, being an artist, connecting with the Seattle artists, connecting with the, like, oh, man, every, I feel like I've been in every building, every nook and cranny of the city, the downtown just didn't feel that big to me anymore. And, uh, and I saw the wave coming, you know, I was like, man, this wave, I mean, I remember reading about it. I remember seeing a story in the Seattle Times where they showed from Alki that picture of the Seattle skyline, but then they showed an outline, just these outlines, empty outlines of all the different construction projects that had already been approved. And so they're showing wow. basically, you know, here's the, the skyline, but then here's what's going to look like in 10 years. And that, I remember thinking 10 years, and that really stuck with me that I knew that I had 10 years to figure out a way to transition. I recognized that mm. way ahead of the, the wave. So when the wave came pushing, like I was watching them, God, they were building Amazon literally. I lived in South Lake, I mean, not South Lake, um, uh, uh, the lower Denny Regrade it used to be. So it's SLU now, but it's like Alley 24 uh, by area. Oh, yeah. So I was watching this construction happen out my window with Amazon. I wish I would have bought like one stock. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I just couldn't help but thinking back then, like, what am I going to do? Am I going mm. to get washed out with the way? Because I could tell, man, the artists, I knew the artists, I knew the, the students were gone. I could tell, you know, way ahead of time. So I just, you know, with limited resources, you know, no credit and uh, limited education, I just set my mind to uh, doing something that could make myself useful for the next wave, like providing a service for the next wave. So that's where I went into, you know, hospitality. And then that's why I transitioned into food trucks because food trucks became a huge wave. We, we did sweet cakes and came up with a really cool concept, but it was just all about serving the city. I've always, I've always been there. I've always done that. And um, I find, I don't want to say that doing sweet cakes was self-serving, but it was definitely more about like, I was in the photos. I was in the pictures with my fam. Like I, you know, it was like we, yeah. and being able to, to like focus on other businesses the way that i would have loved someone to tell our story the way that you tell stories you know that's what i want to be a part of now wow. you know it really excites me because um because at the end of the day you know everything we did for sweet cakes it's amazing it's great but there's only like a handful of people that can really really truly appreciate all that shine you know what i mean that from our side now in this business it's the opposite it's like everybody like all that shine is going to all these people so they're going to remember this they're going to feel this and they're going to remember it, you know, and um, that's just a great feeling, man. If, uh, if I, I don't know what, maybe these companies are doing great. I can't say they're all suffering or they're all hurting. I don't know. But I can tell you that if, if this helps one Seattle business stay in month, mm. one month longer and we can sustain it, then I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm. I'll do it because I have a passion to do it. Getting paid, you know, I'm saying I'll do it for now because I just want to see it succeed. So mm. where's that? Oh, a passion for service. Nothing can beat that, man. I love it. 
it really is a game-changing aspect of again you see as the next wave what can i do to prepare for the new wave right now i see that as the internal stuff that's necessary for this new wave of existence that's coming for society with how everything's developing technologically how everyone's growing the interconnectedness of or what used to be interconnectedness before censorship hit super hard in the internet it's one of those things where you know, we're, we are trending towards an uplift all type of ideology. And I think this is a great understanding and knowing that, you know, these are the types of businesses that are going to need to be put in place for this type of world to exist. So I just want to say thank you for creating the, the new wave and being a part of that. <laughs> hey, man, glad I could participate. Well, it's one thing that stands out is that it takes a passion. It takes a passion to service. It takes a passion to do more, to be more, to have more, to really experience these types of opportunities and new way of understandings of existence. So I just want to say, how do you, how do you operate on the daily basis? Like, how does your mind work? I'm so oh, curious, yeah. like how do you see the world? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, um, I have this really annoying habit of, um, I wake up happy, um, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. It does not make any sense to me either, but I think uh, I wake up just on this, the right side of the bed, 360 days of the year. Um, and my, I open my eyes and I think of three things that I'm thankful for, thankful for before I let the day touch me. I'll sit there and I'll just kind of daydream like some good thing that's happening, some like a good thing that person I know, some ex good situation. And I'll just reflect on those three because that kind of like just mm. initially charges my back. And then I get up and normally I would say my daily affirmations. I love to say these, this list of things that I've written and it evolves every year on my birthday. I change it and it's like a slightly, and then I, you know, for the next year. Um, so this year I got smart and I recorded it. So now it's connected to my, uh, my, my uh, Siri or my you know, Alexa. So you know, say morning affirmations and I start hearing all these positive things in my own voice that I've written. So it's like my own little help, self-help tape or something. Last like, But that's actually really, really helpful. Like, dude, we forget who we are when we're sleeping. You know, you wake up and you were just a great person when you're in bed. You wake up and you're like, like, what, who are you? Like, you know, you got to get yourself back in alignment with who am I, you know? So I'm a patient person, you know? I let others speak. I listen. I, I you know, I care about this and that, you know, whatever your things are. And so that's like, yeah, yeah. 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 That's me. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, you know, and then you get up and you start your day. Um, yeah. I, get up, I get up early, you know, and that's just, I didn't, I didn't write the rules. This is what the, this is what folks do when they're, they're trying to get ahead is they, they give them their energy first, you know, mm. any job we talk about a livable wage, you know, and there's no possible way that a company would survive on giving you what you're valued at. Truthfully. Um, there's kind of a, uh, unspoken ratio that means that if you are worth, if I'm able, to, if I'm paying you $15 an hour, that means to my company, you're worth $45 an hour, right? Because mm -hmm. 15 goes to you, 15 is going to go to the operational expenses. And then yeah. the company by all usable standards should be profiting. You know what I mean? So that's the way that that structure works. So if you think about it, you know, um, they kind of have us trained on this clock where, you know, we, we sleep until the very, very last second. We time it to where, like, what time we have to be at our station, <laughs> we, just, we time it so we can just get up and go straight there without any. So that, that means that we're going directly every day into giving um, someone else um, our best hours. Of the, why do you think they have us come and work first thing in the morning? Because those are your most productive mm. of your day. 
everybody knows that it's a fact the first you wake up you eat those first three or four hours are your your, your most energy your most productive hours of your day so, mm-hmm. so they get that from us right and they get that from us at one third of the value that those hours would are actually generating so you can assess mm-hmm. your value to be $45 an hour so when you're working for yourself even though you're not getting paid that's a $45 an hour investment Versus when you're going and working there and that's a $15 an hour, you're getting that to pay your bills and all that. You know, that's fine. So my, my idea is that in, in waking up and in giving myself my better part of the day first, um, I have, I'm just more productive that way. So, you know, I don't mm. do my, my, my workouts in the evening after I'm all tired at the end of my day and my coffee's worn off and now let's go to the gym. Uh, cramp, time to go home. You know, right. I mean, it's like, it's tough. It's tough because that's what we've been trained to do. But what I do is I wake up early in the morning and I get mine in first, mm. all my stuff first. And then, yeah. you know, by, by 9am I am in my desk already working brain going and already got my workout. So when I get off of work, when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I never, but that way I don't miss. I can't make an excuse. There's no circumstances of my day that yeah. can get away. You know, and I'm I'm in I'm taking my time and I'm valuing myself first. And I think that that's a big thing, but it's hard to do that because in order to do that, you have to change your sleep schedule. You gotta be one of these people that goes, you know, willing to go to bed at nine o'clock or something, you know, and that's not fun. But that's the sacrifice. When I talk about the sacrifice, it's like things like you wouldn't think of, like, oh, you're successful in business because you go to bed at 8 30. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That gives me a time of day where nobody will even answer their phone if I want a distraction. If I want to talk to somebody, nobody's going to talk to me because I'm just by myself. I have the world to myself. I can go shopping at the stores. Nobody's in my way. I can go, you know, get my, do my little things, right? And like, nobody's around. So that's actually, you know, you you see it just by when you're out there, you're like, nobody, I'm alone in the world right now because I wake up at this time. And so I think that that's like a big key factor to how I get ahead is that I get ahead literally like four hours of the day. By the time most people are rolling out of bed, I'm already like well into it. And so yeah. that's uh, I think that's the secret of success. There were so many nuggets and just like subtle sprinkles of just some really profound uh just wisdom bombs, whatever you want to call it, wisdom nuggets. And I think the one thing that I want to highlight first of the many things that we gotta talk about, we gotta dissect that is giving you giving yourself your energy first. Nothing more important than that. How can you do anything for anyone else if you're not uplifting yourself? Dude, yeah, you're giving away a third of the value. It's like it's like get those golden hours. Those are yours. Take those. Don't give those away. They got you structured to give those away. And how they really throw us off, what they did before all this was how was with uh, with uh, you know the clubs. How is it that I'm supposed to wake up at 6 a.m. five days a week? You know, there's a your your body has a clock. When you throw that off and throw it back, it's not good for you. It keeps yeah. you a gerbil on a wheel. It keeps you treading water. So it's like, that's exactly it. It's like, I'm going to be back to work on Monday and I'm always going to be dependent on this job that's paying me one third of my value. I'm always, because every weekend, got to have that work-life balance. That's the quote <laughs> you out there. And so that's the quote they use to appeal to your inner feeling of I'm tired and I need some time to just relax. Everyone yeah. feels You go, no, I'm not going to, I'm tired, but I'm going to work. I'm not going to relax. You know, and that's hard to do when everyone, at, yeah. oh, it's 7, 8 p.m. on a, look, it's the same time, it's 11 p.m. It's the same time I sh- I'm normally going to bed five days a week. But right now I'm going to put on my, my clothes and I'm going to go out and start socializing at 11 p.m. It makes no sense. It's throwing your clock off every single week to where you never, ever regain your balance and you never, ever can be your strongest. And I feel like that's mm. sort of by design. 
Ooh, ooh, I like that. And it comes back to the point too, where it's the conditionings and what you're soaking in that structure just naturally ingrained in you that this is okay. But when you objectively look at it like this, nonsensical, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like we're circadian rhythms. Like we were optimal, like Absolutely. optimized for 12 hours. You know what I mean? When you throw that, like the wheel in the, or you throw the wrench in the spoke, Every it's week. one of those things you're done and you lose the money. You lose that work yeah. that you even had. So yeah. I don't know, man, that's, it's like that's next your, level. Your expendable <laughs> income all goes right back to the same systems, like through through drinks, through cologne, through your hair done, through your you know through the experience of just getting that little two day off. You've then mo most people have then drained their ability to to gather any to collectively gather any money together or put any extra thought into doing something for themselves with it. Mm. Two or, birds stone by doing yeah. it. You know, it's like getting oh, yeah. night and getting us you know and, and we're spending money on alcohol and whatever well, you know. That's like it's like. They're, they're, it's, 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 it's not allowing us to think of our, our escape plan, essentially, from the system. You have to be taking time to think of your escape plan. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when did that guy dig that whole tunnel underground? It's like he, he was doing that when everyone was asleep. That's the thing. If you want to escape, you have to, when everyone else is asleep, you got to be there with your spoon scraping at the dirt trying to get out of there. You know, yeah. that's the thing is I'll, I'll spend time in that space just scraping and scraping and scraping because I'm like, okay, I want to get to another level. I want to bring my, mm. my and my legacy and the things that, that, you know, my works to another level. And I'm not sure, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, you know, you just sit there you just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And finally something will work eventually, you know? Mm. Well, it's putting yourself in the opportunity to receive that grace of that new idea, that new breakthrough, that new insight. And this is where I find it so amazing because Let's think about all the hours in the day when people are working, quote unquote, working, filled with meetings. How much of their work are they actually getting done? When you increase that clock, you're up the four hours that the world is silent, which is my favorite time. I'm right there with you in that early rise. You know, it's just so it's pitch. It's pitch quiet. You know, you could drop a needle outside and you could hear it. You can hear the birds chirping from miles away. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that silence and serene. And it comes back to that point where. To me, that's where you get in alignment when there's nothing around to distract you and you can really just marinate in yourself. That's getting in alignment to really just prepare yourself for how you want to live the day, not how you, jumping in to the next, I guess what you just said earlier, where it's like you wake up, you go to work, where you're now in someone else's head, you're now in someone else's wheelhouse, you don't get to wake up and really remember who you are. You're right into problems and drama. And chaos. Starts, immediately starts the program. You hit that coffee. Yeah. Your brain starts going and the radio's already on, the music's already on, the, the, the commercials are already on, everything's already mm. telling you like, this is what you think. This is the limitation of what you can believe. This is the walls and the barriers and the boundaries and the reality of who you are. And it's like, that's determined by you in those golden hours of the day. So if you give yourself that time, you can really decide like, I am going to, either I like it here and I'm gonna stay or I'm gonna figure out my plan and the escape plan to get out of this place. And that's when you start thinking of your plan you start building your plan. Yeah, and it's that Shawshank style where it's you're giving yourself that opportunity to make that progress each and every day, where it's not going to be like a overnight, all of a sudden it's magical switch. It's just going to be that thing that you're inching yourself closer and closer towards that future. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. You said that. That's important for any entrepreneur, um, young, I would say, because the old ones know this already. There is no magic wand. There is no... Everybody who starts a business has this picture. The day that they 
you know, cut that ribbon. Here comes the line along the, we all picture. Don't we? If they say they don't, they're lying. You know what I mean? They sold the picture to the investors. They, you know, that's the video. That's the thing that they've replayed in their mind, the success yeah. story. It rarely pans out just like that. I mean, sometimes, you know, there's a phenomenon where the minute something opens, it's a lot. But usually something opens and then there's another hill, another period of grinding and working hard just to get that flame ignited. You know, yeah. you're here now you're just like tending the flame, blowing on it, trying to get it bigger, you know? And so it's not easy. I just said that to say that, you know, be willing to sacrifice. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to, to leave a legacy. It's worth it to, um, uh, when somebody says what you've been up to, you always have a story because you're always up to something, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's, just, it's worth it uh, because it, 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 it's, it's the only way that there's going to be a future for, for small businesses. These, mm. these boys are right here. There's titans of the industry right now. And they're really, they're really ready to corner every market. So the only way to push back on that mm. is for the grassroots, homegrown, you know, small businesses to continue to be courageous, even in the midst of, I want to say like uh, terrible odds. Say the odds, yeah. of, you start a restaurant, you know, 10 years ago, you start a restaurant, you know, there's one in uh, 10, uh, nine out of 10 go out of business in three years. Now yeah. I, I shudder to think what that looks like. I shudder to think what that number looks like. It's like 9.5 out of there. So I have a 0.5 chance of survival that I'm putting my life in. And, and people still must take that chance because yeah. they're driven, they're not driven by your old facts and your old statistics. They're driven by something different. It's a passion. It's something that you cannot see. You know, mm. so that's, you know, I, I just wanted to encourage that in, in young entrepreneurs is like, don't give up that spirit. Don't think because things are going on right now, we can't do, you know, different businesses or still preserve our other businesses. Um, there are many opportunities, like with every drawback, there comes a whole new set of opportunities and just keep mm. your, you know, look out for it. 100% facts. And that comes to just show you know, you mentioned the programming that we receive, you know, the programming's already on with that first cup of coffee, the radio is already playing, mm -hmm. whatever drama we're telling ourselves about the day and work already starts rolling. Well, how did the name Cashbox come to be? Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, well, cache is kind of a, a familiar term, which is kind of a reserve. It's a place where, you know, you put your valuables uh, to be protected. And I think that that's sort of what this was. It's like, I felt like we were creating this little valuable, uh, this little valuable machine and um, the, the local, the community that we intend to protect and the community that we, uh, that we wanna support, um, they have tremendous value. You know, they call this the Emerald City and these are the little jewels and the gems of the, these are the emeralds of the Emerald City, you know? And so yeah. we gotta keep them safe. We gotta put them in a protected place. We gotta showcase them, you know? So that's just, that's just it. Whew, I love it. That's a great way to put it though. And I guess my final question, got to flip back through my notes from the beginning of this one. So my final question to you, Jesse, how's your life going? <laughs> good question. Um, it's going good, you know, um, and I want to just real quick, earlier I wanted to mention, you were asking me about um, how I met these folks and, the, and I was talking about the cold. Yeah. Um, there's a woman named Angela Shin um, who founded Saver Seattle 
tours. Um, and I believe she may have just sold Saver Seattle, but she has been a local Seattle fixture in the Pikes Place market since my first year as a concierge at the Pan Pacific. Um, I used her and then I used her company throughout my entire uh, concierge career. Because I, I knew that I could send people on specialized Seattle food tours and they would always come back. Bravo, happy wine tours, chocolate tours, whatever you <laughs> set them up. And so um, when I told Angela my idea, um, I didn't. I didn't want it to feel like we were competing with Angela. She actually sells gift boxes um, with many of the same brands, but she was more than happy, more than glad to say, hey, um, I'd love to introduce you. And so she made some of those introductions, this is months and months ago, but she made some of those introductions happen for us. Um, and that really opened the door because I found that when people, you know, when they knew her, you know, um, they automatically were like, oh, friend of Angela, friend of mine, you know, that was actually really helpful um, a really helpful introduction. So I would be remiss if I did not mention the great Angela Shin. <laughs> well, I'm happy you got the shout out in there, man. Yeah, I had to get that in because earlier I was like, oh, I did it all and I didn't do it all. You know, I was helped. So, yeah. So, um, sorry, last question. How's life? Like, how's life with everything going on with all this stuff? Like, you know, it's, it's weird. You caught me on a weird day. I think I have, like I said, like, five days a year where it's like, and it's usually, I think, right after the new year where I get a little bit, you know, just something kind of comes over me, you know, I'm like, is Mercury in retrograde? What's going on? You know, but it's really just like, I just have those. I'm not, it's not, you know, my, my happy streak cannot last every single day. So there's certain days I wake up and I'm a little bit, mm. and maybe today, yesterday, maybe were some of those days. <laughs> None. Mm. So, uh, you know, in general, life is great. I have nothing to complain about. My family is strong. My family is healthy. My kids are all doing well. Uh, the dog is great. Uh, my life is great. My life is great. You know, um, I wouldn't trade places with anybody. You know, I, I know that there's struggles, you know, sometimes bills have been a struggle, you know, obviously keeping, you know, with the businesses and keeping all that stuff flowing is its own challenges, but you know, it is what it is. You know, you just do your very best, right? You do your very best. Yeah. You, just, uh, yeah. you just know, like, they're not going to come and take your birthday away. You know, like where there's life, there's hope, you know, I'd be happy anywhere. So the fact that we've made it this to this height and this level is just like, it's just extra. I just want to keep on going, but I'm not, you know, I'm not attached to the successes. If like, if it weren't, if, mm. if it turned a corner, like with sweet cakes, I experienced that where I, it turned a corner, it got, it became difficult. And I never felt a sense of failure because of that. I just know that that's what it is for now. You know, you know don't beat yourself up. Just keep going, you know? Well, the reason I ask that is because it seems like such a nonchalant question, but it's one that usually has the most ducking, I feel like, you know, everyone's always likes to just tell the good things. But again, you know, I just want to thank you for, you know, your honesty and the transparency that you have and just your mindset from how you approach life, just because it's ridiculous for everyone to demand that themselves always be happy and that they always, you know, have certain X, Y, Z characteristics. But I think the most important thing that I've gained from this conversation is, you know, that you're giving yourself the opportunity to be who you are. And that's regardless of the situations and circumstances in life, but really just dedicating yourself to a life of your own growth and development and your own passions and really your own creativity. You live and manifest dope stuff like yourself, man. Like I'm super stoked to see the Thank really you. like to see the cachet box. These amenity boxes is really changing the game, man. And I'm just excited to see how it grows. Thank the you. next ones that are coming out and ultimately the future for those next new regions. Like 
Thank you. Just get going, man. You know, yeah, congratulations. Get Let's get it going. You know, um, we're in a new day. It's 2021. This is the future. So the sky is the limit. You know, there's all these opportunities for new ideas and we should just keep the uh, thinking caps on, you know, keep coming up with new ideas and supporting yeah. each other and supporting, supporting local. That's the number one thing. Like we're living in a time and a place now where we, we know better, we know better. You know, <laughs> so just do whatever we can do to get out there and support your local businesses, local artists, local anything. You know, it's very important, especially now. Well, your commitment to community is always seen. And I hope that the community comes out and turns up not only for you, but all these 35 plus businesses you got lined up for us. Man, man it's going to be treats. I got treats. <laughs> oh, yo, this is dope. Well, is there any last little words that you would like to tell the listeners? Little shout outs or anything else? Man, probably a list of them, man. Um, but I just, I, I haven't really thought of anything. Just like, you know, I just want to say thank you to, you know, Seattle in general for, for, for being such a great, you know, for a great city. And, you know, I love growing up here. I love being a part of the culture. I love being a part of the art scene. I love being a part of the food scene. And now, you know, with this new thing, I'll, you know, I feel like, you know, a part of, uh, a part of me will, will get to, to go home with each one of these, these items that people carry out of there. Like a part of my love gets to go home with those. So, you know, these were, these items were all, everything we have made by heart, selected by hand, and it's going to be brought to you uh, uh, to your convenience. So make sure, to, you know, get online and shout us out. Oh, of course, man. Get a taste of Seattle with the cachet box. I love it. <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of, you know, we have uh, uh, black owned, woman owned, minority owned. Um, uh, we support, we support, you know, uh, every facet of, you know, progress in the city with this. And we're really willing to, to put our name behind that. You know, like I want to be, uh, you know, as time goes on, you know, we want to do a lot of give backs. We want to do a lot of community work. We want to do a lot of uh, outreach and see if we can affect some broader, um, some broader areas with what we're doing here. Well, you're bringing the farmer's market experience to anywhere. So I don't see how it can. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that one. I truly appreciate it coming from you. Dude, man, it's a, like, real recognizes real, as I so often say on this show. And it comes back to that point of, to create the future, you have to have these types of concepts. And this is what I honestly, like, the moment I heard it, I knew that was one of them. Because I was like, oh, dude, that really does eliminate so many issues. And it provides a new outlet for local businesses to thrive without any type of, like, lease, rent. It's just, hey, we own the boxes. You have a property, hook yeah. us up. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't, we can keep it local. We don't need everyone else all in our, you know, in our distribution. There's, there are many avenues of distribution that don't require us to, you know, log in. You know, we can just go downstairs now. I love it. I love it. Well, let's get Rusty to hop in. Hey, Rusty. Oh, hey. So I have thoroughly enjoyed this uh, conversation. I have to say, as an entrepreneur, I do have a lot of peer-to-peer -peer respect for you, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> Feelings mutual, Rusty. Well, what you say is is so truthful. I mean, it's it's you're not candy coating anything. There's no fluff. Hey, look, what what I'm doing here is work. You know, that's what an entrepreneur. I, I think, I, I don't know who coined this, but they said, you can tell who an entrepreneur is because they'll work 80 hours to avoid working 40. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And, and so with that, I, I do want to add my final thoughts is thank you for supporting our community of entrepreneurs and small business and keep keeping this ecosystem going. That mm -hmm. really is the key is that we have to support each other, especially small businesses. We And, and, and that's what I love seeing is that it's a win, 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 because not only do you win, not only do the vendors win, but our community wins. And that I believe is the carrot that was dangling. It was like, how can everybody win? And you created that scenario. And I'd like to say, thank you. Man, from the bottom of my heart, you're welcome. <laughs> you have Seattle, you know, food vendors and small businesses, um, you're welcome. <laughs> so be sure to visit his website and if you know of anyone that wants to get involved reach out contact jesse he's a great guy to have on your team and with that i'm going to end with you you the listener you could be anything you want once your mind is made up my question to you is who is your mind maker upper <laughs> it's your mind maker upper <laughs> i love it and everybody have a happy always. Oh, yeah. And that concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching. Join us every Thursday at 3.33 p.m. Pacific Daily Time as creative minds get together and chat about who knows what. View more episodes on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, LoyaltyGutterServices.com and WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel Hi, I'm Darius Wilrich. I'll teach you everything you need to know about playing jazz piano like a pro with my 12-week online video course and downloadable guidebook, Jazz Piano Pro Essentials. Enroll today at JazzPianoPro.com Thanks for joining us.